Alrighty, Creecast fam, Port fam. Welcome to the Creecast. I'm the host, David. Uh, getting into a bit of a preview now for our round four clash against the reigning premiers, the Melbourne Demons. I'm uh, going to try to find in this re- preview um, any any chance of an unlikely victory, as unlikely as it may be. We've still got to play the game to decide who gets the four points. And having to play a game means there's always a, a you know, it's the old dumb and dumber thing you're seeing. There's a chance. Um, so we'll get into it and chat about it and uh, and see where the unlikely victory may come from. But first, a little bit of pump-up music to get us in the mood. Let's fucking go. Great band, uh, led by Boots Riley, one of my favourite people in the world. Um, and the, that's from the movie Sorry to Bother You, which you haven't seen it. Um, I fucking can't recommend that movie enough for being just such an incredible, incredibly funny movie um, on its surface, but just an incredibly um, like inflammatory critique on, on the modern world and capitalism and and all those things, um, racial issues and, and capitalism and... and and uh, even like you know social media and all these things, it just it wraps so much into that film. I fucking love it. Anyway, I was trying to find a. Uh, I'm just finding. I, I think once we win a game, I might stick with the tune for a while. But we keep losing games, so I've and you know sometimes I find one that's on theme as well. But I really hope we could we can get an unlikely win this week and just stick with that one because it's just it's starting to. I'm already starting to tire of it. <laughs> Not tire of it. It's just it's more the fact that we keep losing and I have to keep finding a pump up song even as my as my enthusiasm for um well not my enthusiasm for, my enthusiasm for Port Adelaide never wanes. My my uh, confidence is obviously taking a beating is more of a the term. Um but yes I, I I do certainly look to this week and like every week, um regardless of our port are playing, I look at a I look at a game even against the reigning premiers, um the Melbourne Demons, and I look and go Let's see how we can find a way to win this one. And that's what we've got to do as fans is, you know, pick yourself up, dust, dust yourself off. It's been a rough week. Um, post-showdown always is when you lose. Um, and we've had to, you know, take it on the chin. And obviously there's been a fair bit of um, heat around the club as far as, you know, the discussions as they're going to be um, around the coaching and all that stuff. But we've got to, um, when it comes to game time, we'll dust ourselves off and, and go into it hard and, and hope for a win, as we always do, because that's what we fans um, are here for at the end of the day, is to hope for a win and, and, and see if we can help our boys get across the line. So, but yeah, we've got the reigning Premiers Melbourne, who I'm just trying to look and see when they last lost a match. I think um, it might have been the Doggies in um, July last year. I reckon it was their last loss. So, yeah, the last loss, 24th of July last year, um, as far as I can tell. From here, obviously they went through the finals and won the grand final. Um, so yeah, it's it's an amazing amazing record. Um, they've have not lost um, in in a long time now, and um, and and they're probably getting pretty used to this whole winning thing, and and especially with the uh, 
the gold badge on the front of their jersey that um, represents um, the front of the Guernsey. Sorry, um, get it right for the Australian audience. Um, but yeah, the, the, that represents what they, they achieved last year and what they were. They were very worthy of achieving last year as well. They're an incredible team and still are. And they're going to provide um, an incredible test for us tomorrow night, even at Adelaide Oval. Um, they came across last year, um, our last match against them last year, I was down at. Um, and we, well, we kept it close. Um, they were clearly a class above us on the night in the end. Like, they got ahead and they had a comfortable lead at halftime. We kind of tried to make a run. I think we got it back within, oh, we might have got it back within, was it within maybe 15 to 20 points? I can't try to remember exactly how close we got. We kind of, maybe it was even 11 points. I think we might have been within a couple of kicks after having a little run in the third quarter. Uh, Mitch Georgiades took that incredible mark over Max Gorn, which um, I had a lot of fun drawing a design based on that one um, for a couple of badges, which I will get that store back up and running. Um, not that anyone probably wants to buy anything at the moment because <laughs> everyone's just, it's not a fun time uh, as far as being enthusiastic about um, spending money on Port Adelaide merchandise. <laughs> but um, I always will. But, um, you know, I, you know, sales go better when you're winning. Um, it's, it's just it's the case with everything. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a game that uh, while we we showed that we're not completely out of our depth last year against them, we they were a class above, you know, scoring shots and everything. Um, they did, I think they won that by thirty one points in the end, and just and Clayton Oliver and Petrarca and just absolutely destroyed us um, through the midfield. And um, Petrarca is an incredible unit of a player, one of those few players. Um, I've talked about this on the podcast probably last year, and and I've talked about it at times. There's certain players that transcend kind of the standard um, AFL player, like Lance Franklin is one of the, is probably the quintessential example of this, that their their body size and the way they move on the field is just something else compared to, you know, your your prototype player. Like, as much as, like, Ollie Wines and Travis Polk are beautiful movers and some of the best footballers in the, in the game, but they... Uh, I, what I'm trying to say is that they, they don't blend in because they're certainly elite movers and elite skilled players and, and do something that, that really stand out. And obviously catch the intention of players and umpires and all that stuff with winning Brownlows and getting plenty of votes in Boke's case. But what Petrarca does as it his body size, his shoulders, in his arms, this really just sounds like I'm just um, thirsting. Um, hey, you know I can I can happily say he's a he's a well built football player. And and when I saw him for the first time in person last year, he was warming up on the boundary near where we sit. And I was just amazed at the size. Like, he's just a bigger unit than you expect when you see him on TV, and he looks big enough there. But he's just um, an impressive, impressive um, player um, to watch. And between him and Clayton Oliver through the midfield, they just um, destroyed it. There's a few times when they, they just they have a they have a unique connection um, that they've you know built with coming through at very similar times. Um, you know, they've just built an incredible connection through that midfield, and they, they kind of have a te- telepathic connection that is hard to combat and, and will be a, a good test for us this week so yeah a lot to a lot to think about and get through and trying to figure out a way that we could possibly get a win it's done it's um it's unlikely but it's still there's every chance that we could if catch them on an off night you know they they had an off night when they came across and um and lost adelaide in some inexplicable fashion last year so it can happen anything can happen they had a draw to fucking hawthorne last year you know these things can happen teams can have off nights we had an off night. We had an off night against Hawthorne the other week because I certainly don't think we're as bad as that. Um, so it can happen. We'll see what we we can see what can happen. But um, yeah, before I get into talking about the teams and all that stuff, um, Jesus, um, COVID's closing in. I have to say, um, I've had 
Uh, I had my, my brother's Bucks weekend on the weekend on Saturday, and I actually didn't partake in the. It was a long day. It was my brother coaches. Um, if anyone knows the Adelaide Lutheran uh, Sports Club down in uh, on Goodwood Road, there he coaches um, some footy down there. Um, he played down there, won a flag there, and then he he did his knee and spent a year out and got into coaching, and he's he's actually really enjoying it. Um, so I got to go down. But the start of the Bucks day was him coaching coaches at quarter past ten. Coaches the C grade. Um, yeah, watched him coach um, in the game down there, and and a few of the boys like the like I'm one of the groomsmen, and we all hung out and had a, you know um, watched the coaching, and then hung around for a while after. We were down there for about four hours, just watched the bees as well. Um, as there's a couple of blokes we know playing in there as well, and hung around the club and um, had a had a drink. But I was feeling a bit off, like not I've tested positive, ne- tested positive, tested negative to COVID like four times in the last ten days. Um, PCRs and rat tests. I keep taking them just because it's closing in. There's a lot of people testing positive very in very close circles around us, um, as I'm sure everyone in South Australia is experiencing at the moment. Um, so, um, I was, but regardless, I was feeling a bit off anyway. So I, I decided not to go do the um, going out later in the day, later at night, going to the wool shed. Anyone that's listening from South Australia will know um, that is a COVID breeding spot. I feel like, and patient zero might have come from there, not Wuhan. I'm not sure um, with a Wuhan woolshed. Um, so it's it's closing in, and then and since that night, um, so I, yeah, I didn't go out. I decided, you know, I'm feeling a bit off. It was just, I guess, it was just a cold or or maybe allergies. I'm not sure. So I decided just to go and come home and and uh, and take it easy because I'm trying not to catch COVID because it's um, managing a business. Is <laughs> you know, we try not to have to shut our doors because too many staff are out because there's enough out already at the moment. Um, but yeah, <laughs> today the messages start popping through that pretty much everyone that went out, my brother's positive. He's he's at home. He can't. He's a teacher and he he's he's isolating at home for the next week. Um, and all the other groomsmen and everyone that we were hanging out with, um, not close enough that I, I'm fine. I've tested negative a couple of times since. I'm gonna test again in the morning to to keep make keep on top of it. Um, but yeah, everyone's just testing positive for that went out that night and um and the, everyone's everyone thinks it was the wool shed. Um, but, uh, yeah, then today, um, actually just an hour ago, so the, my day job, I manage a business with my parents, um, and so we've taken a tact in the last few months as COVID started ripping through South Australia that we try to offset our work and not spend, while we spend a lot of time together at work, we're not in close proximity, um, to try to make sure that if, some of one of us goes down um that there'll be someone else to manage and we've had to um confront that very scenario head on today as my my dad has tested positive he's um feeling a bit crook he's um scratchy throat cough and got a bit of a fever so he's out and obviously living with my um living with my mother as well she's out so two of the three managers of our, our business are out of action um which means i am on deck tomorrow to work for a while when I wasn't I was meant to have the day off um so I'm actually unsure at this minute I'm recording this about 9 40 it's 9 45 on Wednesday night so we're about 22 hours away from kickoff I don't know if I'm going to be there tomorrow night I was fully intending to be that was my plan I was going to be there be there tomorrow night um but at this stage I just don't know so um yeah it's it's out of my control a little bit um both I'm going to test in the morning and see if make sure I'm negative still I feel fine um I've uh, there's a there's a few comedians I listen to on podcast. There's a great basketball podcast called Pod Don't Lie. It's a couple of comedians from New York that do a, 
NBA podcast. And they're Knicks fans, so there's a lot of um, a lot of Knicks talk. But they talk about everyone um, pretty pretty well, and they um, they've talked about it that you know some of the COVID symptoms are just these symptoms of being a working adult. You know, tiredness, a scratchy throat from fucking talking to too much in your job and whatever. I'm just fucking. I I spend half my life feeling like I've got COVID symptoms. So. But I do understand like, the ones that the people I know that have got it. You know, they they you do know when you've got it. I think um, if you do if you are symptomatic. So um, at the moment, I feel like I don't have COVID right now, even though I've tested a few times lately because I've been up and down with how I've been feeling. But I think it's just been you know the dreaded man flu. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to test again in the morning to make sure I'm negative, and then at that point, it'll be if I can actually get out of work to get down to the game in time. And then even if I feel like it's the right thing to do, just with um now that the responsibility of making sure the doors of the business stay open over the next week while uh, my positive <laughs> parents um, isolate and do the right thing on their end. Um, there's, there's a few logistical things to work out. So I might be watching from home tomorrow. I just don't know. And this is the frustration with COVID li- ripping through the state right now is, you know, last year when we couldn't go to games or the capacity limits when we didn't have COVID in the state, now we've got COVID in the state and and we can't go because of that rather than because we it's a it's it's nuts um it's a nuts time to try to work out the logistics of just trying to go watch your fucking football team play um so yeah that's a that's a personal update that i've rattled on for for a few minutes too long but um yeah that's just how that's kind of a little insight into life here at the moment and trying to figure out if i can just get to the fucking game but um if not i i will make a decision on that and hopefully by lunchtime tomorrow i'll figure out if i can go or not because if I can't go, what I'll do is um, I'll try to put out a tweet on the socials or something. Anyone that just has been half thinking about going, isn't sure, hasn't got tickets, I'll, I'll happily put them up for grabs if I decide I can't make it down there. It'll be two tickets. They're in a nice spot. They're, um, you know, there are seats in the lower, um, you know, about, what's row, what fucking row is it? Row P? It's, um, so, you know, it's only... Uh, what's it was 15 rows back from the from the the front the fence on the 50 line down um scoreboard pocket of the Adelaide Oval so it's a nice spot to catch a bit of the action and, and be closer to like close enough to the action that um yeah you can the players can hear you and um you can really get into it so um yeah I'll I'll figure that out tomorrow I guess so keep it on so if you're listening to this before and you're thinking about going, just keep it on the socials. I don't know. Like I'll, I'll be trying to go. I won't. I won't try to get your hopes up too much. I want to go, but um, there's a high likelihood I can't go. Um, whether it be that I, I, I'm assuming I won't test positive, as I do feel like I'm okay. But um, if I do take my rat in the morning and test positive, then obviously I definitely won't be going. And then even then, there's a high likelihood the logistics of my day that have changed with, the, you know, work, work people. Testing positive, um, and and the load needing to be um, shifted to to me a little bit as far as work goes when it was when it was meant to be a day off. That's just that's a that's a reality at the moment, and then so you just got to cop it on the chin a little bit um, when these things happen in these times, and you know help each other out and whatever. So that'll be what it'll be. Um, but either way, I will be watching um, and hoping for an, a win. That um, however unlikely as it may seem, I don't know. Actually, I might while I'm I'm just chatting away here. Might get the old sports bets app up and see what the odds are looking like at the moment, because um, I don't know exactly how the how the punters and the bet the betters have been um, looking at our chances, um, considering our results over the past couple of weeks, um, how that has changed things. So let's have a quick look here. Um, yeah, yeah, it's 
probably about what I expected. I actually thought Port might be just a shade under three dollars, but no, we're three dollars and eight cents um, compared to Melbourne paying a dollar thirty-six. So fairly long odds for us at home. Probably the longest odds, the longer, longer, longest. It could be the longest odds we've had a, as a home game in a long time. I think even when we played Melbourne last year and Geelong's and and the likes at home, we would have at least been around the, the low twos. I would have thought, even if we were a little slight slight underdog so that's actually um a very good reflection of where we've how um abject the start of the season has been that we're um at that kind of level of uh you know those longest odds i should just throw fucking 20 bucks on it to be honest um i could just set 20 dollars on fire too and that might be just as just as much fun um anyway no uh look there's I might throw throw a cheeky ten bucks at it just to um, see if I can pump up the account with a unlikely win. But yeah, look, that's a re- quite reflective of where we're at at the moment. That um, us as a home team, uh, having come into the season as a top four fancy, are already a three dollar three dollar underdog. Um, obviously, against the, the reigning premier, so uh, who have started the season in really good form. Um, but still, it's a it's a good reflection and an unfortunate reflection of where we're at currently um, going into this game. And uh, and that's kind of the th- the vibes around at the moment are um, you know for everyone that's not in the South Australian bubble, it is a high anxiety time at the moment. I think for a lot of Port fans, um, we're just so unsure. It's like it's like it's a house of cards. We're not sure what um, if this is going to keep falling. You know, all the messaging coming out from the club is as per usual. Um, pretty positive um old positive in the sense of we're just going to keep working forward we're backing in the coaches we're backing in everyone um whether we believe that's the right thing to do or not we're just going to support the club i like and like i said in the, my review of the crows match you can support and be critical um i consider and say that i don't think ken's the man for the job and, and hopefully he proves me wrong and i hope he starts proving me wrong this week um it'll probably be the title of this podcast prove me wrong part one the prove me wrong tour prove me wrong all year right to the premiership and i'll be fucking stoked um but yeah it, it is an atmosphere of just um un, un, un you know very unsure feet uh stepping taking taking steps at the moment as a port fan because you just don't know exactly where we're going um we you know there's a lot of belief in the side um that we had going into the season but then when we're starting to we're, it's we're all out of form or there's some out of form or, um, you know, the coaching, whatever it may be. There's a lot of things just that aren't clicking at the moment, unfortunately. And that's just what that means that we're at a $3, $3 underdog at home against the reigning premiers. So, uh, look, Hingley says they're working hard. We're working hard to turn things around. Um, you know, Matthew Richardson penned a, penned a um, you know, the CEO letter to the members and all that stuff, which you can find on the website as well. So, um, kind of just stating the same things, you know, we've got to stick together, all that stuff. But, um, yeah, Ken did say he pre- appreciates everyone is frustrated. I share that frustration. I 100% agree and understand the fr- that frustration. I know it goes away very quickly if you get your momentum going in the right direction. Um, I think, I think unfortunately, unfortunately, the thing for Ken is that the, it'll go away with a win, but it, it won't be that far away. I think this, I think where fans are at the point that um, wins band-aid, our feelings um and a win this week will certainly be a nice band-aid but as soon as things go that's why i think that's why the flip has been so hard at the start of this season and we've and so many have flipped very quickly to this needs to end 
is because it's been such a long time now that it is it is going to be premiership of bus for a lot of people and and that's understandable but um this week is um that's a that's a more a wider season thing but this week is a good chance for this is, this week is an incredible chance for since we haven't you know had the after the showdown and during the weekend a lot of us were just like god we'd love to wake up on monday morning to some kind of change, um, and even if it was just a change that was band-aid, you know, you just look look for change after results like that. But now that we're in the week and we're going into the game, Ken English coach. Now I look at it and go, look, if we're gonna if we're gonna keep going forward at this point with Hinkley's coach um, still, then hey, let's get let's um, let's back him in to hopefully do the job tomorrow night and um, and take step step one in gaining that trust again prove us wrong with a win against Melbourne would be a wonderful way to start that momentum towards something that um, Hinkley wants to build again so that's probably the the main my main theme from this game um, is I want the start of the prove me wrong tour to begin with this game um, if you're going to this is this is what this kind of game presents is a kind of a a, a free hit in a way because w- the expectations are probably pretty low for a lot of people, especially outside of Port Adelaide. Um, everyone's probably expecting just to, if you're a neutral, you're just expecting Melbourne to win um, because of the way that both teams have started. And then certainly even Port Adelaide fans are certainly not looking at this game with any great hopes or realistic hopes. We're just doing the fan hope thing. Um, so that presents an incredible opportunity for Port Adelaide and Hinkley and the coaches and all that to you know build on some of the things that we saw. There were, despite the result last week, being... Um, a failure um, in the sense of that we just didn't build on the momentum that we built at times within that match to get the result we probably deserved from the match up until the last 10-15 minutes when we showed why we don't deserve some of these results because we don't do the things we need to do to win them um, time and time again um, when we get ourselves into a winning position. But there were things to build off of and we could take those good points and bring them to this game. You know, The forward structure was a little bit more funky and fun um, in a sense of that we actually seem to have a plan. Players were looking for targets and picking out targets. We were moving and creating space in the forward line um, and things that we weren't doing. Um, yeah, we hadn't seen done really in the Brisbane match and certainly not at all in the Hawthorne match. It was just stagnant and players just weren't really looking um, keen to find that space or suddenly in that in the showdown, um, you know, showdowns create just their own atmosphere and, and energy, I think, and... But we need to, you know, that's the, that's the thing with a professional sporting club in the AFL, um, a professional football club. Um, we need to, you know, teams, the good teams find that energy and, and reason to, to compete in those those ways week, week after week after week. Um, and that's what we need to do. And certainly, certainly I think Port Adelaide would be um, looking at Melbourne as a, as a great chance to try to bounce back um, as, as tough it'll be, as it'll be. And that'll be a good chance to further build on um, and we'll get into the sides in a minute um, as to how they, they're lining up um, and certainly with us and how we're lining up in the forward line. Um, but yeah, it's certainly a chance to build on um, the, the the little bits of momentum we did find in, in, in getting a little bit um, funkier with our forward line and actually having some plans down there um, as far as our entries as well as our as our structure in the forward line to, to take advantage of the, of the entries into the forward line. Um, and you know the one the one big thing that I want to watch this week for um, beyond a prove me wrong tour starting um, is Todd Marshall. Really looking forward to seeing how Todd Marshall backs up last week because this is the thing. This is probably the 
the enigma that is Todd Marshall is the fact that we haven't seen him, um, you know, get, put a consistent run of games on where he, he's kicking bags of three and four for a few games in a row. Not that look, there could be a there could be a run at some point that I'm just missing, but it's just that I think that there's probably particularly in the last year and a half that's that's been the real knock is that him he kicks a two or three has a decent game and then the next game he you know kicks one goal one or something and really just doesn't make isn't a, isn't a great factor in the game so after having one of his best games or the best game of his career last last week um, and fully deserving of all the plaudits he got and the way he led the way he attacked the ball the way he kicked the ball as well he was um you know, he was. I think it was a five straight that he kicked in the end. I, I can't remember. It might have been five one, but he was incredibly accurate last week, and he was getting marks and tar- and and finding kicks in good positions. It wasn't like he was having to lead into deep space, deep pockets, or anything like that. He was leading into space in high high conversion chance situations, and that was really good to see. That both he was finding the space. The forward forwards were moving. And finding the space and people were moving around the structure was working into a way that he could lead into good space to take a mark. And then our midfielders and our people delivering the ball inside the 50 were finding, were getting into position to be able to take advantage of those leads as well. So it was really good to see something we haven't seen. And so that's that's a positive thing that after all the, um, you know, I've had plenty of criticisms of Hinkley this week and the forward and the coaches and all that stuff about how we actually overall game manage in, in actually trying to lock up those wins because it's just it's, it's it is an incredible frustration that we keep letting those results go but in that small isolated instance of that that is that is something i will give the credit to and and but we need to see that built upon we need to see that because adelaide are not a good team melbourne are legitimately um literally the best team in the competition at the moment they're the reigning premiers and are playing good football again so to me that they're you know regardless of who's top of the ladder at the moment which i think is Carlton fucking top? No, 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 the third. Melbourne second. Who the fuck's undefeated apart from... Oh, yeah, fucking Brisbane because they beat... <laughs> fucking beat North Melbourne by 50 gazillion goals. Um, Yeah, but Melbourne are the best team in the competition at the moment. Um, obviously, being reigning premiers gives you that um, that kind of moniker anyway, but then to start 3-0 and and be playing pretty good footy again, they are the best team in the competition. So that, that that's where the test will be is... If we can see some of the things that we we saw last week as positives um, in this game, then that'll be a good sign as to where a, foot, uh, a good sign as to that there is something to be hopeful for for the Port Adelaide fans because we don't see any of that, um, and and all the good little things we saw. And if your Todd Marshall goes back to kicking fuck all, which again, while I I, I question sometimes his his attack on the ball but sometimes a lot of time when he's I think sometimes it's just that he is being getting bodied between two defenders when the when the delivery isn't when the structure isn't working and and sometimes it's just like I don't think he can get the get the leap at the ball that he wants and maybe it's just not worth the jump in those situations because you're just going to get your fucking head knocked off anyway so that will be the the test is um if we can take advantage and and find because this is going to be one of the best defenses we're going to go up against um so it'll be a great test for some of those things we saw um. Yeah. So that's my big thing to watch this week is Todd Marshall is probably the name to watch in that sense. But the overall, I want to see the forward structure, um, show a bit more life as it did last week. Um, in the in a game against one of the, one of the premier defenses that we're ever going to come across in this season. So it'll be a big test in that sense. Um. So but yeah, that that's my thing to watch and mainly. Um, this week has seen our attack goes against their defense um, and seeing if we can see any more progress 
um, from some of those positive signs we saw last week. But now um, to finish out the re- uh, preview, uh, the review, I'm hoping I'm sounding as chipper as this in the review, <laughs> but um, to finish out the preview, we'll look at how the sides are lining up and, and just um, look at look at a few of those, um, just the names that are going to be um, in both sides because there is um, a big in for us, which I'm really excited. So we'll talk about Port first and we'll finish. No, we'll talk about Melbourne first. You know, it's kind of like the positive, negative, positive sandwich. Talk about the positives of hopefully... A forward line battling, and then we'll talk about the negatives, which is Melbourne's because fuck him. Um, and then we'll talk about our boys last. So, yeah, take a quick break and we'll get into seeing how Melbourne are lining up. Alrighty, so the Melbourne Footy Club is lining up in a pretty damn strong uh, lineup tomorrow night to, uh, against our boys. Um, they've got Jake Lever coming back. I think it is uh, Joel Smith making away under the health and safety protocols, apparently, um, with Toby Bedford, Blake Howes, Luke Dunstan, um, the vet from St. Kilda, formerly of St. Kilda, and Kay Chandler making up the emergency list. So one of them will be the medical substitute. Who the f- I don't know who they've been naming as subs or whatever so far this year. Um, Luke Dunstan's a, a pretty handy player to have, so maybe he will be, but I, I don't actually know. Um, but uh, fuck it, um, they... They're pretty strong, so <laughs> it doesn't really fucking matter. Um, big surprise to me. I, I thought Ben Brown was going to be back this week. Um, I read his name somewhere. I, I, I think it was but Sam Wiedemann had a pretty good game last week. I think he kicked four goals, did he? He had a good game. So it was like it, Ben Brown was probably on the verge of coming back, and then Sam Wiedemann had a good game. It's like, well, you can't fucking drop him, I guess. So they, they've kept him in. Um, makes me happy because uh, Ben Brown's had a good history of kicking some goals on us, so... Uh, that's good, but then, well, fuck it, like, they're the premiership team and got some good players out there anyway, so, uh, you know, fucking just, just kick it to one of those guys and he's going to do the same thing anyway, so, it's going to be a big test for our, our guys and we'll get into our, our, how our team is looking in a minute, but, um, yeah, Jake Lever's back, half back, um, center, and, you know, a great defense they've got down there, Stephen Mays, a, one, a, a great, incredible defender, and, um, yeah, they're pretty strong right from the right from the back. You know, you got Trent Rivers and Harmsy and and Jake Lever and Jaden Hunt and obviously Stephen May. And then you just go through the middle and Jake Bowie's been a real um, what a story he is. Like come comes in what five games to go last year. I think his seventh game of his career was the grand final. He wins a fucking premiership medal in his seventh game, just showing the how footy is just a weird thing because you know you got guys like Travis Spoke in his three hundreds and hasn't even um, hasn't won a grand final and. Jake Bowie gets one of the seventh game, and you know, full credit to him. He just you know get drafted at the right time to the right team, and that's just that's just the luck of footy. Um, so he still hasn't lost a game in his career yet. He's what he's ten, played ten games now, I think. If uh, if I've got my numbers right, um, and he's and he still hasn't lost a game, and he's really locked in a spot and locked in a spot in the side now, uh, playing some good footy. I picked him up from my fantasy team last week. Um, I'm in a, a dynasty league too, so I'm hoping he carries on and is a good player for a few years. Because um, he was available as a free agent at the start of the year before, um, you know, he started playing well. But I hope he doesn't play too well tomorrow. Um, we'll say that. Uh, but yeah, he, he's a good story, and, and certainly um, just shows how good they've built this side um, over the past few years. Um, you know, Petrarca, what an incredible player. I talked about him earlier, so I won't get too much more into him. But yeah, him and him and Clary, and then the vet and Jack Viney through the middle there, off uh, feeding off of Maxi Gorn, are just an incredible. Jesus Christ, you can't, you couldn't ask for much of a better um, tandem. Max Gorn being the ruckman he is and the leader he is, and then and having guys like Clayton Oliver and Christian Petrarca feeding off of him and Viney. Jesus, um, it's, it's just formidable, and we're going to have our work cut out for us. Um, it's going to be a real battle for the likes of um, 
you know, obviously uh, us getting our hands on the footy and being able to use the footy through that midfield with the likes of Wines and Boak, but then you know the guy likes guys of uh, guys like um, Willem Drew will be really have their hands full trying to battle for the ball and and really getting in and under and making sure he can get a hands on the ball and get some good use. Um, but yeah, and fuck, you know Ed Langdon. I think he's played hundred hundred percent of his game time so far in the first three weeks. So Ed Ed, Ed Langdon's just proven to be an incredible. Both he kicked an incredible goal last week. Um, so incredibly got incredible stamina for the game as well as just being a fucking good player. So that's fucking great. Like fuck these cunts. Like don't be so good. Um, no, it's 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 begrudging respect for just the side they've built. Um, and then like uh, you know Luke Jackson a couple of years into his career and um, geez that's a formidable tandem as well when you got Max Gorn and Luke Jackson being out of. So that's gonna make the work cut out for us in that sense in the ruck as well. Um, but yeah. They're an incredible, you know, Bailey Fritch and Kasai Pickett as well. Like, it's, this team is going to provide an incredible test for us. And this is why it is such a test um, for us as a club um, coming off of the the worst start to a season in a long time. Um, expectations are low, but this is what this team provides us if we look at it in a positive sense is a chance to test it with the very best and see truly where we're at. Um you know, you know, put your nuts on the table and and really, really just say, look, we're going to play. A, let's put our best footy on the table tomorrow, or at least find our way somewhere to it. You can't just flip the switch after the the some of the insipid performances we've put in at times over the past few weeks. But yeah, this side's going to provide the uh, the this the sternest of tests of just where how far away our footy is from where these guys are, and um and you know they've. Like like I said before, um, they could have a bad day too. But it's it's, it's <laughs> hoping for that is an un- unlikely scenario. So we've got to come out and, and try to match it with them. And I certainly don't think we're as good as them, obviously at the moment, um, and particularly with some of our injuries. But you know, there is um, we've got some positives coming into the side this week. Um, so we we might as well talk about us to finish off this preview and and just see see where we might be able to find something um, to find a win in the in, in amongst this game. All right, so our Port Adelaide boys, it is um, a big, big, fucking massive relief. A welcome back to Tom Cleary. Um, our defensive stock has been really battered um, early in this season. You know, we thought we'd lost McKenzie, but he's um, he came back miraculously against Hawthorne, though. He didn't look, I don't think he looked himself, but last week um, Trent McKenzie was incredible, and, and, and I wish he'd been able to get away, get, been able to say that he'd taken a showdown-saving mark uh, but, um, in that last minute before that tragic end to that game. But, um, yeah, it's... Um, but beyond that, obviously, I was talking about, I started talking about Cleary and then got into McKenzie. But, um, yeah, we've been pretty battered back there, but um, Cleary coming in is a real, real welcome after getting that knee cleaned out after the preseason game against Adelaide. His knee, it's recovered, hopefully, and um, he's coming back in. With Sam Skinner um, dropping out of the side, um, and Marty Frederick is um, back into the emergency, so he'll be one of one of the medicals. Uh, the medical substitute will be one of the four emergencies, which are listed as Martin Frederick, uh, Miles Bergman back from his um, shoulder surgery in the off season and having had a good run out last week in the sample. Uh, so Miles Bergman's there, and then Sam Hayes and Trent Dumont. So they're going to be F- Frederick or, or Bergman. I'd, I'd I'd love to see Bergman get the medical stuff if he if he is truly ready to go. Um, you know Bergman, we've seen how he really came into his own 
in the latter half of last year and certainly well, the, most of the year last year, but was really starting to find form in the latter half of last year and, and versatility as well. So he kind of he, he, he provides that versatility similar to um, what mate we were getting out of Mays off of the subs bench last week. So last week, last year. So, um, but Frederick certainly. Um, came on and provided a spark yesterday as well. Yesterday. Fuck me. Jesus Christ. It's, it's late and I've had a lot on my mind today with all this COVID stuff getting around. Um, yesterday, last year, this week, whatever. Um, but yeah, Frederick had a good good little spark off the off the bench last week um, and kicked a nice goal with the gritty. Pop the gritty. Um, and so, yeah, but I, I would hope, I'd like to see Miles Bergman get the subs vest just to because um, if we do need to use that sub, I think he, he could provide um, some versatility around the field depending on where, because he can kind of slot into a variety of roles, whether it be midfield or off a halfback or certainly play out forward a little bit as well. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, but, yeah, it is great to see Cleary back in that, in that back line, a back line that has been um, uh, sorely missing, um, you know, like Cleary and Alir. Um, and obviously it's still not great to have Alir out for another few weeks, um, but... Um, Cleary is a welcome, welcome roll back there. Um, Skinner just quite didn't quite, you know, take his chance um, in this first chance, but you know he's still hopefully can go back to the um, SNFL and, and find some find a bit more form. Um, but Cleary coming in is not, you know, he's a he's a veteran now. He knows his role. Um, he's incredibly, um, you know, astute defender, and and he'll be um, a, a great. I think Mackenzie and Jonas will both be happy to see Cleary back there um, as as one of their, their three soldiers back there alongside, obviously, Burton and Burn Jones, um, you know, running the ball out of the back lines. Yeah, otherwise, it's a pretty similar lineup to what we saw last week in, in the showdown and, and, and one that provided us with some positives, but then ultimately provided us with an incredible negative for the night in how we finished out the game. So, again, a big test for a lot of these boys. Um, like I said, the big thing for me to watch is how this forward line uh, backs up, having shown a little bit of life last week uh, with Todd Marshall, um, you know, kicking a bag. Um, Sam May certainly showed, a, you know, kind of that mid-sized forward kind of thing. Um, you know, not quite small, not quite at all, but he, he provided a little bit of movement and spark as well and a little bit of difference to that forward line. Um, so th- there is there is things to look at and hopefully we can, we can uh, put a little bit of... A spark under the asses of the the Melbourne backline and 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 test them and re- and really make a game out of it with um an, another good showing from the forward line. Um, love to see Mitch Georgiades start to find a bit more form. Um, he's been he's had a quiet start to the year for me, and um, he's probably one the one of the players I was looking for most to make that big leap this year. Um, not just above opponents, but in his in his overall game. <laughs> so, um, yeah, really looking forward to hopefully Mitch Georgiades. Hopefully taking a few speckies, but also just overall making having more of an impact on the game itself. And then we just need to see the likes of uh, Connor Rosie's really needs to um, get get himself going if he is fit. Um, like he's been listed, you know, it's, it's one of those things. It's like these guys carry injuries. I understand that, but Rosie's actually got to start showing. You know, his latter half of the year last year form was incredible, and we just need to start seeing that. We can't have him be like if he builds into a season, that's fine. But we really need to start seeing it soon um to uh you know otherwise the season's going to be done before it, it really gets going um so yeah um otherwise um yeah the same lineup as last last week so um big test for Lysett um again and Marshall is going to be you know deputizing a bit in the ruck again um so as well as this five goal outing last week pinch hit in the ruck a bit which is um good but um yeah Lysett um another big test this week and the biggest of tests and one 
that I expect, I think, it's going to be a similar story to the first month of the season, really, I think, for our ruck, is that we're going to, we're going to lose the hit-out battle a bit. But we have been we have been cleaning cleaning up pretty well at the stoppages and the clearances regardless of I think we've kind of so that's what we're gonna have to do is gonna have to win the ball and 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 but we're going up against the elitists of midfield units um so that um have a, have that real telepathic connection to Max Gorn so we're gonna have to it's gonna be a hard battle for the ball in the middle and we're gonna have to play. We're going to have to get tricky and, and play some pretty good damn good footy to, to win the ball out of the middle as well as out of the stoppage. So it's going to be an interesting battle there. It's not one that I expect us to have very easy, but we're going to have to just uh, find our way and, and, and battle for the footy. Um, like we did last week, We um, the pressure was up and good. Um, tackling was up and, and we're going to have, to have to make sure we're doing a fair bit of that and stick the tackles, um, cover the space and, and, really, and really gut run a little bit to make sure we kind of... M- you know, it's going to be one of those games we're going to have to bring them down to a, uh, the level a little bit and make it hard on them, and don't let it be easy like we did at times last year when they really got a run on. Um, so, yeah, um, it's going to be a tough one. I uh, I have hope. Um, it's minimal. It's not like I. It's not not like I'm um, extremely confident or anything like that as as I was at times last year. I'm not sitting there saying I think we'll win. I hope we'll win. Um, and I think there's a good chance that um, you know if Melbourne have an off night, which is not something to hope for, that we can. But I think if we do play some of that, some of the footy that we've seen in glimpses, um, you know, to, you know, Mel- Brisbane earlier this year before the you know the, the malaise of the humidity and all that stuff took over, we actually we really made it tough on them and, and a pretty good midfield unit that Brisbane has as well. Um, just didn't let them get their hands on the footy and. and and so before that, there was good signs there, and then you know last week there was glimpses of signs of how we can control the control the game and get away. So this is a far better side than any side we've played this year, even even Brisbane. But um, there is there has been glimpses, but we need to see it, and we need to see some um, real real um, passion for the jumper, and 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 that comes from the coaches too. We need to see that they've really really. Um, stuck into it and made sure to um because while they're going to be the if they're going to be the coaches we need to see we need to see more so yeah um i'll stick my neck out and say we can win this one by let's go let's go four points like let's just flip the script from last week um we win yeah let's let's make it a bit of a battle and and um and yeah nice four point would be nice i don't want to i don't want to live through a four point like a four point win means i'm going to be stressed but if we can come out at the end with a four-point win and kind of flip the script and have have our own kind of like oh fuck how good a weekend was that that would be wonderful. So it's um it's going to be incredibly tough to get get close to them I think. Um, but I think if we can somehow flip on some of the footy that we saw last year, certainly there within us. Um, this a lot of these players um, that are playing tomorrow are players that were part of a side that almost got to a grand final in the last couple of years. So. It is there somewhere. Uh, whether we find it tomorrow night is that the big question. But I think if we can find it, then we could we can cause an upset. It's again. I'm saying. I'm not saying. I'm. I'm not being bullish and saying. You know, making outlandish statements. I'm just trying to say that I think there is a chance, at however minimal it may be, that we can get the job done. And that's what we're here for. We're Port fans. That's what we're going to do. We're going to hope for the best, even if. Even if all the logical wisdom out there and all the pundits on TV and stuff are saying, ah, they're not a chance. We're Port fans. We're going to say we're a chance. And I say we're a chance at a nice little close win to set a set a weekend off in motion that is going to be one that um, we enjoy for once uh, this year and, um, and, and get our season off and running. So, 
can't appear. Let's fucking do it. Let's um, get one over on the demons and 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 shock the footy world a little bit this week. Let's go.